Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rocks Pile, and I am two feet away from my friend and fellow co-expert Kevin Henry here at Coors Field. Kevin, how are you? I am good. We just finished watching uh, the Rockies take the second game of a four-game series against the Atlanta Braves. One-run win for the Rockies on a Friday night here in Lodo. Lots to talk about uh, here in just a moment. Lots to talk about from the Braves' perspective. Lots to talk about from the Rockies' perspective. Lots to talk about for the upcoming series as well as the upcoming week. But before we do, we have a word from Mr. Kevin Henry. Hey, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Atlanta. Do we have a grooming problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. For your out-of-world experience, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but also Canada, the United Kingdom, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and yes, even Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your whole solar system. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us. And as you mentioned and we mentioned before, the Braves and Rockies are here at Coors Field for a four-game series. They have now played two of those games as we are are recording this after Friday's win against the Atlanta Braves. But in game one, the Rockies did have a close game. It was 6-5, to but Atlanta scored in the first inning where Chichi Gonzalez allowed yet another home run. He has had, I believe, 11 straight starts now along a home run. They scored two more in the third inning. The Rockies scored five in the third inning, due in part to Charlie Blackman's Grand Slam. 
but the Rockies were not able to score any further, and the Braves scored three in the fifth inning, which is why the Rockies lost six to five. In that game, Chi-Chi went three and two-thirds, gave up four hits, three runs, walked four, and then Yancy Almonte ended up getting the loss. And as we discussed before, he's had a rough season. He was getting better for a while, but, I mean, when he had an ERA of 14, 15, something like that, for, through the first two months, the ERA is still high, 841 it is now. Yeah, and, and one thing to know about that game is that, you know, you mentioned Charlie Blackman's Grand Slam. The Rockies exploded for five runs in one inning and then did virtually nothing the rest of the time. So, you know, it's it's always going to go to Chi-Chi and the bullpen and kind of examining there. But like I feel like we said so many times this season, if the Rockies could have just strung together some additional hits in another inning, it might have been a different story. And as Bud Black has mentioned numerous times, got to get on base. Yep, absolutely. You don't get on base, you can't win. Yeah, and the Rockies have had issues getting on base. Uh, you know, and, and let's be honest, this Atlanta bullpen is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think that that's something that was asked to Charlie Blackman last night after the game. And, and he basically said, you know, these guys each know their role. They are each really good at their role, and they each bring something different. So, again, one of the keys to why Atlanta's on top of the National League East. Yesterday, uh, their starter only went three innings. Their bullpen went six, and their bullpen allowed three hits. Yep. No runs, no walks. And you look at their ERAs. Webb, 391. Chavez, 274. Rodriguez, 233. Jackson, 210. Will Smith, 376. They're all sent for. They are. And, you know, and I know we're going to talk about Friday's game in just a minute, but we saw former Rockies pitcher Tyler Matzik come in. Uh, you know, again, good job from the Braves' bullpen tonight to kind of limit the damage, although the Rockies were able to break through a little bit more against them tonight. But still, it wasn't huge chunks. There was not a Coors game in any way, shape, or form. And it also helped that they got a really good start from Antonio Sensatella. Yep. Seven innings, three uh, – Seven innings, six hits, three runs, didn't walk anybody. And then the bullpen. They only had to pitch two innings, but Shasian and Estevez went two innings, allowed a hit. That's it. Yeah, and and let's just say, you know, we're recording this again on Friday night, but Carlos Estevez has settled into the closer role very nicely. He has really shown that he has the experience now. You know, Rockies fans will remember, obviously, when – he was shoved into that role a few years ago, and it was not a good fit for him. But he's matured since then. He's become a better pitcher. He's got a lot more experience since then. And I really think that this is going to be something that probably he will keep the whole rest of the season, and Bard will remain as a, a setup guy. I personally would be shocked, absolutely stunned, if that does not happen. Yeah. And that if that does happen, that means that Estevez has had – the same thing that Bard went through where he had outing after outing after outing where base runners, lots of traffic, not being able to control pitches, that kind of stuff. And Estevez, ERA on the season now, 383. And that has dropped significantly because let's be yes. honest, he started, he started the season off tough. So 
he has really come into his own. And again, that's what the Rockies need is, you know, I remember back in spring training, we talked about could Carlos Estevez and Jairo Diaz, could they be the guys for the Rockies this year? Well, we know obviously Jairo fell off a cliff for lack of a better term with the Rockies, but Carlos has found his way. And again, the maturity, you know, even just talking to Carlos, you can see he's very comfortable with where he is in his career right now, and that's what the Rockies need in that back end of the bullpen. Do you want to guess when he last gave up a run? Uh, I, I could guess, but it'd be a bad one, so go ahead. You remember the game where Chi-Chi Gonzalez was scratched because he tested positive for COVID? That was the end of July. July 28th. That is the last time Carlos Estevez allowed a run. So a perfect August, is that what I hear you say? That is exactly what I'm saying. Not including tonight. He had 13 appearances, so 14 tonight. And he allowed 12 hits uh, in the previous 13. 12 hits, walked 5, struck out 15, ERA 0.00. You know, that's the kind of thing that you want to see out of a closer or out of a late inning guy, you know. And and that 0.00, you know, I know Devin Williams won the National League Reliever of the Year uh, of the Month in August. Josh Hader from the Brewers got a lot of love, deservedly so. But those are some pretty decent stats right there, especially for a guy that, you know, the national media will say, oh, well, he pitches at Coors Field. Yeah. But Carlos has, again, stepped into his own. And that's that's the thing that the Rockies have to, and that they are doing right now this year, is finding the guys that can contribute to the team in 2022 and beyond. Yeah. And they have some found some guys in the bullpen that can, or at least they have at least improved here in the second half of the season. One of them we talked about on the site was Lucas Gilbreth. Yeah. yeah. Hadn't pitched in Double A. Hadn't pitched in Triple A. First, uh, I believe, five outings, he had an ERA over 10. And since then, and he pitched tonight for the Rockies, since then, not including tonight, um, he had an, he had 28 appearances, ERA 316. By the way, he did not pitch tonight. I meant to say yeah. last night. Yeah. Now, he, he pitched in the opener against the Braves. And you're right. Uh, you know, Noah wrote an article about Lucas Gilbreth that you can find on rockspile.com. But, you know, we've, we've talked so many times that there are definitely relievers that Bud feels comfortable throwing into a one- or two-run game, and there are guys that you know they're not going to see action unless the Rockies are really ahead or really behind, or unless an SMS just isn't available. Yeah, and that was one thing where Bud Black, especially with, um, with Barden not in the closer role anymore, and in the event that Estevez is out, if he's pitched two, three games in a row, that's the problem that he has right now is, who can I go to? Yeah. And, and maybe if, Tyler Kinley? Maybe. Maybe. But if you look at the Rockies' schedule, they do not have an off day until a week from Monday. So a week after Labor Day is their next off day. So there is going to come a time in there that Bud's going to have to put in somebody that you Rockies fans are going to say, ugh, about in a close situation. But the schedule, the arms, there's not going to be options every night that are going to be the most positive, shall we say. And that's one thing that, at least with the 28-man roster, he can kind of mix and match the guys. We've already seen Justin Lawrence be called up. Had a bad outing in Texas. 
sent back to Albuquerque. Yep. Um, in an interesting move today, they outrighted Jose Mujica off the 40-man roster, and they did not add anybody back on. Who the new 40-man roster spot will go to is anybody's guess, but it could be to, for example, Jordan Sheffield, who is rehabbing, and Bud Black said when we talked to him in Texas that he will, and I quote, will be on the MLB roster by the end of the season. Could be Peter Lambert. Both of Lambert and Sheffield are on the 60-day injured list and therefore do not have a 40-man roster spot. Could be somebody else, like position player. Ryan Vallade, for example, could be it. Well, and what happened tonight in the game is going to throw a little bit of a wrench in these plans because I think they cleared a roster spot, and based on what happened tonight, I'm not sure that it was needed. So we're going to talk about that right after the break here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. And we are back here at Coors Field, Kevin Henry alongside Noah Yingling. After the uh, Atlanta Braves and Colorado Rockies have split the first two games of a four-game series. Big for the National League East leader uh, in the Braves coming into Coors, a place where the Rockies have done quite well. We know since the end of May, no other team has been better at home than the Rockies. But tonight, third inning of the game, the Rockies suffered a big loss. Uh, Connor Joe had reached on a walk was running to third on a Brendan Rodgers single through the right side of the infield, pulled up as he got to third base. Hamstring strain is what it was called after the game. Bud turned it a mild hamstring strain, but went on to say that a stint on the injured list is possible. And we know as the calendar has now turned to September, there aren't that many games left in the season. So it is a question of, can Connor Joe come back? Will he go on the injured list? We're going to know a lot more in the next couple of days about this. But just judging from Bud's language tonight, I don't think it's a good sign. No. And that's, like you said, we're, they're going to have to find some roster spot to deal with, which at least they do have Ryan Altavia back. Yes. Um, so he can... Primarily play left field, and Sam Hilliard and Garrett Hampson can split center field and not have to be playing hopscotch with Joe at first or in left and Tapia in left or center or right and Blackman off or C.J. Crone gets a day off and having to deal with that. But Connor Joe, I mean, he's got an on-base of, what, 380, 390, something like that in the last month, yeah. month and a half. So it's going to be a big blow to the offense and – an offense that, especially on the road, they do have a three another three city road trip yep. all on the East Coast coming up. And as we all know, Rockies are not very good on offense on the road. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. My guess would be that uh, Tapia is inserted back into the leadoff spot with Joe out. Uh, that would put a Sam Hilliard or a Garrett Hampson, as you were saying, Noah, uh, probably down in the lineup. It means a lot fewer off days probably for Charlie Blackman coming up unless you put a Hampson in center and put a Hilliard in right. Uh, but Bud suddenly has less pieces to move around. And, you know, you were mentioning before the break, could the Rockies call up a position player? I'll be honest, before this injury tonight, I thought – 
probably every call up was going to be pitching wise. However, now I think it's off. It's a possibility that you could see a Ryan Belade. You could see a Colton Welker. You could even see a Montero come up. Could even see somebody that's already on the forty man. Well, Montero, I believe, is on the forty man. Yeah. You could see um, Joshua Fuentes, for example. Yep. Um, and I mean, uh, this is completely personal opinion. They have to. I mean, if Joe's going on the injured list, you can't have a three man bench. No. Uh, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You're in the National League. In the American League, you really shouldn't have a three-man bench. The National League, you really can't have a three-man bench. Yeah, I think that they're going to have to, as you alluded to, with the road trip coming up to Atlanta, Washington, and Philadelphia, all teams, well, at least the Phillies and the Braves. You yeah. know? <laughs> but uh, they're definitely going to be pushing for October. Uh, those are going to be some big games, and you would think that the Rockies are going to need to do everything that they can to ensure that the offense is given a best chance. You know, suddenly, Noah, there's a lot of questions about this Rockies team. You've got what's going to happen with Kyle Freeland. Can he make his next start? We'll probably know more about that tomorrow. Uh, We'll know about the severity of Connor Joe's hamstring strain tomorrow. Uh, But I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, we know that Antonio Santos got the call up. We know Ashton Goudeau, you mentioned Justin Lawrence going down. Ashton Goudeau got the call up from Albuquerque. So I get the sense that there's going to be something involving maybe a missed start for Freeland, and one of those guys could be inserted in as your starter or a a bullpen piggyback game maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's going to be really interesting to see how that shapes up, obviously. Uh, we know that the end of the Brave series is going to look like uh, Marquez on Saturday, Gomber on Sunday. So really, nothing is going to need to be decided until Monday when Freeland's spot comes back up. And not to mention, too, injury-wise, does John Gray return this year? Yeah. If he doesn't, it will be, by my calculations, the third straight year that he will not be pitching in September. And 2018, he was in the minor leagues for part of the season. And 2017, he was injured and only made 20 or so starts. So that's going to be a problem that, I wouldn't say necessarily a problem, but something the Rockies need to look at with him and go forward if they want to extend him is his durability. Can he only get the Rockies 20 starts a year? And is he always going to be injured in September? He's done it a lot. Uh, not done it a lot. He's had that a lot this year. Obviously, some of it's bad luck, but I mean, yeah. Still, you do have that. Well, and, and Nick Groke of the Athletic wrote a real interesting article that I was reading during the game tonight about September call-ups and how it's changed. And obviously, the roster isn't as big this year, and the Rockies have already gotten a look at a lot of guys that maybe they didn't expect to as the year went along. You look at a Rio Ruiz. You look at an Alan Trejo. You look at a Taylor Motter. You look at some of these guys who have been up. Obviously, Motter is no longer with the organization being acclaimed by the Red Sox. But there are guys who came up for a look. And now, as September rolls on, you don't have that large roster, so you can't just bring up a Fuentes and play him once every third day. If he's up, he's going to have to play. Yeah. Two things. One, Bud Black, he was asked about that in Texas 
on whether or not he liked the 28-man thing rather than 40. And he said, I absolutely love it. There's one. Um, and, and there's other managers, too, that agree with him on that. Secondly is just moving forward with some of these players. It's, well, like I said, some of them, okay, they're going to factor into 2022, and they, they do want to mix and match of, okay, this guy is part of our future plans, this guy isn't. But on the same token, there are some people who, at least in my opinion, are um, wrong, uh, I'll just say it, who think that the Rockies just have gobs and gobs of depth. They do not. There's a, for example, with Freeland and Gray on the injured list right now, Chi-Chi Gonzalez should not be your fourth starter. If you have starting pitching depth, Chi-Chi Gonzalez is not your fourth starter. He is not your fifth starter. He is most likely not your long man either. He's a great guy, but he, let's, let's be honest. He's not had the results that you need to have at the major league level. Simple as that. He is not. He should not be part of the future plans. But the Rockies, right now, they don't have the pitching depth. You do have position player wise. You guys have. You have guys that are versatile. But do you have the prospect depth in the upper minor leagues? No, you do not. There's a reason why Albuquerque is not playing well. There's a reason why Hartford is not playing well. The Rockies do not have the depth at the higher minor leagues. That's great that you have depth in Spokane and Fresno, but they won't be called up to uh, be on the roster if somebody's injured. And even next year, most likely those guys are not going to be called up. That's the problem that the Rockies have. Most people already know this, and that, that's something that they're going to have to address in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I did an article just this morning kind of highlighting some things from each of the, the four highest classifications uh, for Rockies prospects. And it was very striking going through what has gone on in Albuquerque and what has gone on in Hartford versus what gone on in Spokane and Fresno. And there is, I'm going to say there's hope in the future but as you said, it's not tomorrow, and it's not next year. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Valade, Welker, there are a lot of guys who are on the cusp of coming. Yeah. But a lot more coming down the road. And the thing is, too, even with those AAA guys, Valade, Welker, for example, Welker, he was out for 80 games due to his suspension. Right. How would he be at the major league level? I mean, he could be the next Mike, Mike Trout, but most likely – most likely he is not. There's usually a differentiation in major league pitching and triple A pitching. And the problem is, like I said, Albuquerque. They're not a very good team. Hartford, not a very good team. That that's very indicative of the talent that they have there. Records don't lie. No. At least when you're playing 144, 162 games. Well, it's one thing if you got ten games. Oh, we went nine and one. Okay, but at the end of 144, 162, what your record is is what your team is. Yep. And even with the Rockies right now, 
there were the people that we both know that, oh, they're going to lose 120 games. No, that they have too much regular pitching talent to lose that much. Right now, if they were to lose every game for the rest of the season, they would be right at the 100 loss level. They aren't going to lose every game for the rest of the season. They'll lose somewhere in the 90 loss area, but, I mean, what are they? They are a 90 to 95 loss team right now. Could have told you that at the beginning of the year. We did tell you that at the yeah. beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's something important to, to really remember is that this season has, you know, and there's a lot of arguments out there about was it better than was expected, was it worse than was expected. It was honestly, if you balance everything out, it was right about where it was yeah. expected to be. This is a team that, you know, is going to finish fourth in the National League West. I think that's what we all said was probably going to happen. You and know? even if we thought they would finish fifth, we expected them about that same win total. Nobody expected the Diamondbacks would be as bad as they no, are. They're, I mean, they're just atrocious. They are. But they don't have any talent, period. The Rockies do have some talent. It's just they don't have enough to be a playoff contender. I mean, it's really as simple as that. And... We're going to see some of that talent in the best environment for it over the next six or five games, I should say. Two with the Braves, Saturday and Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Giants come in, uh, which will be a very interesting series. You know, the Rockies have a lot of interesting series left this season. We'll get into that more on our next podcast. But certainly knowing they've still got a lot of playoff teams on their schedule, uh, they are going to figure into some postseason races, even if they're not the ones going. Yep. And also, too, make sure to check out um, our site for some articles that we posted recently, including one today where we talked with Walt Weiss and Eric Young, who, of course, are former Rockies, Weiss being a former manager of the Rockies, and Young being a former coach with the Rockies. Now they are both coaches with Atlanta. Talk to them about Larry Walker. Larry Walker will be inducted into the Hall of Fame next week during that Giants series. Yep. And we'll also have some, or I should say, Kevin will have some content on our sister site called The Pen, which is our overall MLB site. Um, so make sure you check out Call to the Pen as well. That's calledthepen.com. Rocks Pile. If you're listening to this, you've probably been to Rocks Pile before, but if not, R-O-X-P-I-L-E dot com. Yep, every day we've got something new on there. That's our goal. That's what we've done for four years now. We're going to keep doing it every day. We appreciate all of you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We will be back on after the Braves series. Lots of news coming out this weekend. We are going to be here to recap it on the site as well as the next podcast. But for now, uh, Kevin Henry signing off for my friend Noah Yingling. Thanks for listening, and hey, go Rockies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.